Uh, what? Oh, oh, where am I? Oh, did I pass out at hot yoga class again? Greetings, Alexander. You have been brought here today to participate in my grand tournament, the purpose of which is for me to observe battle and learn from the strongest and most fierce warriors in the universe. Oh, oh okay, cool. I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you, I guess. Your participation, Alex, will begin at the Stupid Baby Beginner First Timer RPG Battle Difficulty, also known as the Mystic Quest Scape. Wait, what? Mystic Quest? That's like the worst one of these. This is dumb. I want to unpass out now. You are free to leave. However, I must inform you that I have hacked into your medical records and have various connections to many Eastern European black markets. And should you rescind your participation, I will be forced to make up the financial investment by selling the aforementioned medical records. Oh, holy shit. Uh, okay, I I guess we go. Wonderful. The trial will commence shortly. Please proceed to Mystic Questscape. First combat, Green Slime. Okay, Green Slime, that was easy. Bring it on. Second combat, Chartreuse Slime. Okay, Chartreuse Slime, still still pretty easy. What what's next? Third combat, Teal Slime. Well, I appreciate the sweet battle music. That that was a teal slime? How many more of these lazy recolors do I have to get through? There remains only 13 more slimes in this tier. After that, you will be upgraded to the frog tier, which is the second tier out of 50 tiers. (sighs) Will there at least be a cool reward at the end? Yes. A one-year membership to your favorite cold yoga class. What the hell is cold yoga? Screw this. I'm taking my chances with the black market. Wait, don't go. Oh, man. He called my medical record bluff. Oh, well. At least I have this sweet battle music to accompany me in my solitude. It's a storm of buzz, and we're going to tell you about how we saved the world. This episode of Storm Buds, we take a trip down Final Fantasy Nostalgia Boulevard and go through probably the most surprisingly, unexpectedly earnest and heartwarming content in the game yet we've had to experience in the Omega Raids. Welcome to Storm Buds. I'm your host of Light, Jerome Barbots. is joined by my co-host of Light, Alexander Hambrock. Say hello. Hello and happy Palm Sunday, I think. I'm Orthodox. I don't recognize your calendar. <laughs> I don't know when Palm Sunday is. <laughs> I, don't I don't know when your Palm Sunday is. I don't know if actually Orthodox, never, never in, have I, uh, I'm a terrible Orthodox. I've never celebrated Palm Sunday. Uh, I got whoops. confirmed as Lutheran and then never went to church again. Nice. <laughs> Hot take. Seems like a good deal. (laughs) Um, As I mentioned before, this episode, we are going over Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood's uh, side content, uh, the Omega. It's not the Omega Protocol. That's the I said that last episode. Correction. That's the that's the ultimate fight that just came out recently. But it's just the Omega raids. I don't remember what it's Omega quests. Omega. 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 I'm gonna Google it. Omega raids quests. What are they called? Omega Beyond the Rift. That's it. 
<laughs> this page like a dozen times in the past week. I'm very familiar with its layout. Omega Beyond the Rift. That is it. Um, but before we get to talk, I mean, that's going to be a full episode. Our last raid episode was a full episode, and it was a banger, I thought. I don't know. I loved it. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about our side quests. Alex, hit us with your side quest. Well, you know, I've been playing a little game you might have heard of called Final Fantasy VI. Really? Yeah, because I have not played it since I was in high school on the GBA. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I imagine this was inspirational. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I should go back and like actually check out that game. And like, it, I, yeah. I've had like an hour to play it, so I have not gotten very far in. But man, still best battle music in the franchise? Some of the best, certainly. It's certainly not the best, in my opinion, but it's up so? there. No. Okay. But it's very nostalgic, very extremely good. Um, but no, sorry. I, I had forgotten that, like, um, also for anyone who's curious, I'm playing a GBA ROM, but I've patched it to have the <gasps> SNES music. So I get the good translation and the fixed bugs, but also oh, the good okay. soundtrack. I have the, you know, that SNES classic that has Final Fantasy VI on it. I oh, yeah. Just let, I didn't know you were going to interest it. I could have just lent, lent that to you because it's just an HDMI plug-in. I mean, I could just restart it. Like, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that version is excellent. I, I will, you can just take that with you when you go. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, but it's, yeah. And it's also, I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say also, like, I had forgotten that, that, that um, that the two people, like, accompanying tarot when that game opens mm. are, are Biggs and Wedge. Biggs and Wedge! Yeah! yeah. Which, like... <laughs> just, like, fun, like... It's just it's it's fun seeing all the ways all the lore stuff gets pulled into oh, yeah, Fantasy 14. There's plenty of 6 and 14. There's, this, this is a good... Uh, 14 is a good launch pad into a, a wider franchise. I, I am gaining more appreciation as, like, we're doing more of this podcast of the ways in which 14 is very specifically pulling from, like, the pre-PlayStation games a mm-hmm. lot. Like, the post stuff is in there, too. Like, you get some... You get some references from like Final Fantasy Nine and Twelve across various things, but oh, a lot yeah. of it is like a lot of it is like two through six. Oh, next episode we will see a lot of Twelve references. <laughs> um, for, well, is that is that your that's your that's my side, side quest. quest? That's a good side quest. So I'll keep us posted on. I that. will actually because I'm going to play further into it this. And week. you can keep us posted in the Discord, which you can join um, by checking out the link pop in the description of the episode. We'll have all the links to all our socials. Um, uh, I have not posted this side quest in our uh, Discord, but I have been playing a whole lot of Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 20, you're back at it. A 23-year-old uh, Sonic Team RPG originally released on the Dreamcast, then re-released on the Dreamcast as version 2 with kind of, kind of an expansion pack. Re-released on GameCube and Xbox, re-released on PC in 2005, deprecated on PC, and then brought back with the private server technology and... My server is I've just it's just this thing that I always have that it's like, you know, every few months I'm gonna like go really hard on it for a couple weeks. <laughs> I, I have a genuine question that yeah. not any shade whatsoever. Genuine question. Because I, I played a is little it, Why? <laughs> why what about that game is fun to play? I love first off, I think I think the three hit combo shit is so satisfying. When you land that like land a, a really powerful special attack on that third combo or whatever. Um it's also um it's repetitive in a way that is really stimulating if i need to for say for instance edit a podcast <laughs> but sure. it's like you just have it going yeah. in the other window <laughs> yeah. it's just like have the podcast and i can turn the bgm down or whatever and like 
Um, I love that the I love the stat progression in the form of the customizable attachable mags that you like feed over a long period of time. Um, I like the economy of that particular private server and how um, just how rewarding it feels to to get uh, there one of the universal currency drops and then like stash those up or like trade small and then cash a bunch of those in for something big and then build up your character arsenal that way um so that lets you farm heavier things and like i also love um what the private server i play on uh does uh it's called it's the finney i'll just shout it out i may as well um they do a thing where like every month they select a certain subset of quests that you might not normally play and then like if you keep playing them like the, the drop rates go higher and higher so like if you just are just vibing and grinding out something, you know, cause some of those drop rates, it's a 2000, it's yeah. 2000, right? Some of those it drop rates a are like, era. no, no, no. Like in the hundreds of thousands and some of the really hard stuff to get and like things that only show up like twice or three times a run. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is that a better era or a worse one? I don't know. I really enjoy, I mean, it's, it's something that like I'll probably play until I mean in the retirement home you know or whatever <laughs> like I'm gonna keep playing it forever if it's up so it's just it's just comfort food yeah I suppose I'll be right there alongside you replaying Shining Force for yeah the there's like time we've all got that stuff and I'm on my I'm on my bullshit with with PSO um yeah I mean if you're if you end up in the discord and you want, and you play if you play PSO and you want to play PSO together well, I'm in the discord just ping us come on come join us play games with us you should like you should promote this podcast to your PSO people and get them into Final Fantasy fourteen cross pollination. No, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Uh, when you're chatting in that game, you do not get very many characters per <laughs> bubble. HTTP it is, it colon is slash really slash www. Next message w dot rss dot. Oh my god! It's one of those games where like the old sensor would just like. <laughs> You could not say basement. <laughs> o M forward slash S T O. It's just Next one of those character, like yeah. R M. You you had to to chat. You had to buy the Dreamcast specific like keyboard peripheral that plugged into the Dreamcast controller port, and you really only got so much. Oh, Dreamcast! You God. were so ahead of your time. I it was literally. I stayed up one time. I stayed up until seven a.m. playing that game when I was. Oh, 12, I guess. And my dad was furious. I was like, I thought it was three. He was like, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> I, I remember being like a friend of mine had a Dreamcast just... and it was like our favorite like console. We just, we played Dreamcast constantly. Oh. And then I was like, it was, my mom was driving me to school and I heard on the radio, I was like, there was a radio story that they're not, they're going to stop making Dreamcast games. And I, I found him at school and I was like, Hey, did you hear they're going to stop making Dreamcast games? And he was like, what? It's an incredible, it was incredible. I don't know. I mean, I know that Sega sucked at marketing. <laughs> it <laughs> among still other kind of does yeah there, are, there, there if you want if we want to know exactly why the dreamcast went under it's been 20 20 or some years um we could probably that information is probably out there but enough about that nostalgia trip we are going to take a different sort of nostalgia trip that i already mentioned in the omega quests beyond the rift is that what it's called yeah between the rift close enough inside the rift we go inside the rift. We the do go inside. Title the rift. is beyond the rift. Beyond okay. Which I guess we go beyond the rift at the very end. Mm, possibly a little teaser for you if you're unfamiliar. So, um, sixty second catch up. Uh, Omega is, if you remember 
from the very end of Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward, a robot we had decided to awaken from an ancient empire um, that uh, was specifically designed to capture dragons, one of which had just been summoned and let loose um, upon upon the realm. Uh, that was we, we were desperate, and we were desperate to contain it, and Omega did exactly that, and then disappeared somewhere. Um, then, uh, with all the Garley and Empire stuff settled, I mean, this is kind of happening concurrently, patch-wise, but... Um, we found him. <laughs> he's we found in a hole. Him. He's in a hole in the fringes out, out west. Full of purple gunk. Full, full of be- delicious, delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, and um, he. Th- th- there are a bunch of ether surges, and we're gonna go check him out. Yeah, I mean that's the quest, we, we're, and we're doing all this with um, or like the Ironworks Sid's crew. Yes. So yes, this focuses on a lot about on Sid and the Ironworks crew, as well as a special intern. <laughs> Yes, who we're going to meet. I mean, well, we already we already met him at the end of Stormblood, but yes. So Nero's. Oh, right. Nero. Yeah, 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 oh, Nero. I thought you meant someone else. <laughs> oh, that too. No, that's that's that's. A yes, no, it, no, Nero's no. Here too. That's a fully fledged employee. You're right. That's a fully fledged. Employee. <laughs> Nero's the intern. He does get the yes. Does get the uniform. Um. So this this quest chain starts in Ralgar's Reach at the hunt for Omega, uh, and Omega has been previously mentioned missing, but we found him. Um. We we thought we. Omega is like the the fact that when we found Shinryu at the castle means that Omega is like still active in spite of us. We can't turn it off. We can't We've turn tried. it off. We tried. Yeah, it's not working. Um, we meet up with the Ironworks folks, and we are surprised to see Nero of all people, uh, who is being uh, currently berated by an incredulous Sid. Um, and no one seems happy about this. No like, Nero's not happy to be here. Sid's only not happy Jessie. to have him here. Only the heads. Only the Ironworks ad- admin boss lady, <laughs> Jesse. I don't remember her official title. She keeps sitting in line. Um, she's pretty pleased about it because <laughs> she it was like, "Whatever, we need him." Um, we, uh, I don't know what you. I, we try to shirk our duties. Yep, a little no, bit. same. I was but like, uh, "Nero's like, uh, actually, <laughs> this is this is your problem." <laughs> Are you okay? Well, that's staying in. <laughs> my demons need. That's also my problem. I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you for your concern. I'm completely over Ooh. my cold, he said. You should come over and record, he said. <laughs> I am. Shut up. We ha- <laughs> Don't worry about it. Anyway, okay. So like, so we, reluct- we reluctantly agreed to accompany Nero and said, never one word, Nero's chaperone, basically. And so we go over to the Yawn, which is this enormous hole in the ground outside Girabania. Mm. And it's full of the purple ether, like we mentioned. And then out of nowhere, tiny Midgar Samar also shows up. And he's like, oh, this sucks. No, God, no. And, and I guess the implication is that like he was drawn to Omega because of some stuff we're going to learn. But in this moment, I was like, he he's says, just like always watching us and he can just pop into existence at any time. He was like, this, this fucking smells. <laughs> this, this smells in a way that I do not appreciate. Yes. He and, is going through some, uh, some PTSD at this moment, but he is here to help us out. And we're all trying to figure out what to make of this. And suddenly from within the giant purple pool, out springs a tiny cartoon chocobo being chased by a giant realistic winged ghost lizard. Mm-hmm. Suddenly a big snake. Yeah. The snake wings pops out pops out of the Cabernet Sauvignon and chases a dark, cute little chocobo friend. What flies the right heck through is us. going on? What the heck is going on here? Yes. It dives at Sid and flies right through us. It is 
a hologram, I guess? It's not quite real yet. What, what, not quite Mid- real. Midgar but... Summer tells us here is that Omega is a machine with the power to weave ether into life, but the snake, flying snake isn't done yet. So mm-hmm. it's like it's not fully corporeal. Well, that that would explain, I guess, the chocobo here. Uh, and it's cute. It's all heck. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, our echo doesn't really allow us to converse with it, even though we can converse with anything, I get living thing. So I guess it's not living or whatever but Midgard's armor seems to understand um but we but we should probably also introduce the rest of the team to Midgard's armor because they're all a little shook that there is a sudden dragon little dragonette they're like we like turn to them and like oh yeah this is Midgard's armor the father of all all the dragons and I'm like what he's the cool. fuck he, no it, no it's cool it's cool he's our friend we <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cool. He's our friend. Like, I'm glad, but also, what? <laughs> we get a high like every week together. Yeah, this, the Irix, they have no idea about all this. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like, what must it be like to go through life like that and just randomly like intersect with these world shattering plots? <laughs> um, Rundgard Summer at this point refuses to say more um, than, than what he has told us when it comes to. Uh, Omega. Apart from that, it comes from another another star entirely, and so we were yes. mistaken about it being a, an elegant artifact. Much uh, it looks like said that's something that uh, I would guess the elegans found and used instead. Yeah, yeah. Nero talks about this a bit as well. Nero's like, huh? There's really not many records of this. They built it, they activated it, and they never mentioned it again. And they didn't even build it. It turns out. And they were just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and what we get from Midgar Summer's translation of Little Chocobo, whose name is Alpha, is basically that he was built by Omega to like and told to get out and like fight to get stronger, and it chose to flee instead. And so we're at this point where it's like we should probably just jump in the purple goop and see what's going on in there. Well, Alpha tells us to do that. Okay, Alpha tells us to. to yeah, he's to like, it's in. cool. Come on in. The water's fine. And then. We jump in. And it's all sticky. It's all sticky for a second. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the Digivoid, which is just yeah, <laughs> giant. Just just white light. Total aesthetic shift. Yeah. Like giant cyber void. Yes. So filled with hexagon plated panels mm-hmm. and eggs. And eggs. So many eggs. Happy hatching tide, everyone. Uh, as of, I think, today, the hatching tide and of this record, the hatching tide event is up. Um, so, uh, enjoy your eggs because we're going to be saying the word egg a lot this podcast because there are a ton of eggs in the sky. All right. Um, when we jump in, we, um, we, Alpha looks up after we realize that a voice kind of speaks to us. Um, Omega weapon appears to us as what in, is in the franchise known as a level checker, but it's a floating TV monitor, basically. Yeah, it's like a retro TV head. Yeah. And he tells us we're in the rift uh, between dimensions, and he welcomes to participate. Welcomes us to participate in his experiment, um, and which asks is really for our, sweet. He does ask for our consent. He does ask for our consent, but he does um, say that if you don't consent, you'll be erased. So <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit disingenuous <laughs> for a robot, uh, and Alpha just ends up consenting for us because I guess he has the authority to do so. Um, we are then shown, yes. The rest of at that point we are shown the interme- rest of the interdimensional. Oh, you're correct. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. wherein yes there are among eggs a plethora of Euclidean shapes. Turns out the the cone was just the beginning. <laughs> you can do all kinds of platonic solids in here. Mm-hmm. Now, 
it, and this is where they introduce a plot point that doesn't really go anywhere, but I guess I'll mention it now, which is that like we are when we're in here, we are incorporeal and don't have the power to like fight things. And so Alpha has to lend us his authorization to be real enough to mm. engage in combat, which they make a big point of here. And I'm saying it now because I'm reading my notes and I'm like, oh, yeah, that didn't really mean anything later. Um, Yeah, I guess. Because, uh, like, once you enter each of, each of the non-Omega fights, um, he does do his little Yeah, he does thing. a little he does thing. a little card thing to get your authorization. And I guess, like, it's a reason to keep Alpha around. But there was never a this point never. where it's like, oh, no, Alpha is gone. We can't engage in fighting. This is a plot complication. No, it's just he's always there, That's, and he always makes God. us Thank God. Corporeal. I don't, don't want to worry about my boy. <laughs> anyway, Omega is running an experiment to determine the mightiest being in creation for which 89 trial candidates have been selected and sorted. Wow. There's only so many Greek letters. <laughs> I think they're, I think they're shoving lots of them in each letter. Okay. And so it's time for us to but before we can engage in this, which we're part of Alpha's group, we get mm-hmm. to like partner up with him. We get assessed via an obstacle course, aka the slowest duty ever. Oh boy, yeah. Take us more. I mean, I, I we be we we got to go in there's a level checker there that is um immune to barrier wedge walks up he's like i can disable this you deal with whatever other garbage they and throw at you and there, it's are just, cubes, there are cubes and the cubes turn into monsters and then we fight the cube monsters and then the barrier goes down and then very slowly a teleporter appears mm-hmm. and then very slowly everyone steps into the teleporter one and then finally one. we may step into the teleporter. One by one they go into the teleporter every time. It's so annoying. You do that like three times between yes. each of the raids. This is easily the weakest and not least necessary part of this quest chain and we will not be repeating what we just did two, two more times because it was wholly unimportant apart from one moment. Nope. You may the insert end. them mentally if you wish later on but we were not going to restate it. Yes. Um, but that gets us to the other side where we finally get we get to see our first egg, which mm-hmm. is the Delta Scape. It's a giant the egg is like a like a like a hatchery basically where it has all these creations fighting inside and we're yes. gonna go in there and join. And what's pasted on the outside of the egg for the Delta Scape is a big blocky looking little flight and castle. Yeah, I made the point I sent you the photo. It looks like the Puzz three D castle from the nineties, this old like three D puzzle brain that was around for a few you years. You know what castle you know what the name of that castle is? What is it? Val Castle. Val Castle. Okay. I'll Val watch! Technically seen? Nope, still missing. Okay. <laughs> That's a separate Val. Not really a sight, not really sighted. Okay. But the castle's here. Okay. So, uh, so and then and then there's a cut here where we just somehow managed to bring in a whole bunch of equipment and set up a base of operations. It's hand-waved how we do that. Good. But the point is to get us I didn't want to go back and have to interact with something at Rolger's Reach six yeah, times. You, you know, you're right. Good. Thank you. It's, it's at no point clear to me how we're regularly entering and exiting this space, but... <laughs> Teleportation magics. We okay. jump in the hole and then we teleport out. That okay. brings us to Into the Delta Scape, yeah. our what, first actual yeah. raid quest. What we know so far, Omega doing a strength test. What we don't know, what the fuck, why? Why Why wouldn't he just kill us instead? That's weird. Nero, uh, Nero and Sid have fashioned a nice monitoring station from all those spare monitors laying around in this space. Um, and um, once we get closer to... Once we get close, I think I think there's some interlude here where we kind of deduce that Omega might want to make something stronger than Shinryu. That happens right after the first fight. So oh, we, after? Okay, it, so we fight Alteroit, yes. which is that snake immediately. We just fight it right. It does some fire and ice shenanigans if you've done that fight, you know. And it, Pretty simple. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. 
uh, memorable or anything. Uh, Omega then we talks to us. He says he wants a mighty, creature mightier than Shinryu to fight it and get stronger. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, because this is where Megar somewhere tells us that its whole purpose is to improve itself relentlessly. Sounds a lot like Xenos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys should get coffee sometime. They should get coffee. They should fight. My Xenos my, my Omega AU, where mm-hmm. they just like go to high school together. That'd be great. Um, it does so. This does this. It hosts this. It wants to create a creature, but it would do so at a great cost of its own ether. Um, so it only really wants to like it, fully do it once. Yeah, it, it wants, wants to like, do it right the first time, but then why would he bother making Alpha? I mean, Alpha is definitely finished. Yeah, but also he's like he's small. Yeah, but it's still a cost. Like, there's some reason he bothered to do that. Yeah, and like, and, and I don't know if we get a clear answer on this. But we can theorize about uh, it. We do. Oh, we, we do. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we do. Okay. Okay. I'm mixing up some plot points. Whatever. Anyway, um, didn't and also we think, man, I, we sure didn't re-engage that stasis, right? Or I guess that failed. I think that plot point doesn't get resolved. Well, it it doesn't. It gets Biggs and Wedge out of the scene for later. Yeah. Because, sorry. We're making this very confusing. couple oh. things here. One, stakes have been established. Mm-hmm. If Omega succeeds in making a fully real, terrifyingly powerful monster to, for it to then fight, that would be bad for everything around in the real world. So, planet, yeah. so we should stop that. Mm-hmm. Two, Biggs and Wedge are like, we're going to go back to the control room and see if we can like re-engage the stasis because it would be easy if we just didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, though, we'll keep fighting away through the Delta Escape. Yes. So next quest. A catastrophe waiting. We get ready to head into the next fight. Nero, they ha- in their monitors, they're able to kind of assess the incoming encounters by pulling from various mythos. Because Omega does not have... I actually don't know if we know this yet, but I'll it's say It's coming it up now. right here, yeah. Yeah, it's like after the next one. But like basically, he's like pulling these creatures from archives um, instead of like just imagining something. And like um, but both Nero from history us, and from yeah, literature. Nero warns fiction. us that this guy is capable of manipulating gravity, so he just grants us a nice little tool that helps us negate it. Uh, we use it in the fight. Neat. It worked. That's the quest. It's a giant flying eye beast. It's and a it giant is flying cool. eye beast that does make you go up and down in gravity and has tentacles that you dodge. Which, like again, like there's a lot of these fights where like I want to do the extreme version of them later, just because like I can imagine this being more interesting if you had to care about it more in this fight it's just like be I, up in the air non-stop no, i try i got like midway through this tier it was really boring oh really i didn't i didn't enjoy it. i mean i don't i don't fully enjoy savage tier raids to be honest i think they're fine i think i usually end up doing like the first one just to get some accessories and like get it out of my system and then i'm like i'm not this is not fun is savage higher than extreme no savage is for the raids and extreme is for the trials oh got it okay. i don't know why they bothered being difficult but the extremes are easier a lot and more rewarding and more fun okay uh, <laughs> so anyway the uh following quest is the croak queen we this push helicarnassus yes we push on as we wait to hear from b and dubs um pigs and witch nero regales us of a folktale about helicarnassus which is to say that she's just a character from an ancient fable, loosely based on events which uh, took place in the fourth astral era, thus the name Delta Escape. Um, Midgard Summer pops in to inform us that Omega actually has no soul and thus no creativity, so it relies on the existence of others' ideas, which is why he's doing this instead of making his own thing. There's it's been no around one... a long time, so it knows a lot, but it the... cannot distinguish between fact and fiction. Yeah, that's interesting. Nero thinks this is all great. Nero just loves this. Nero is uh, a psychotic person. I'm about to have another psychotic sneeze. One second. <laughs> all right okay anyway this is a, this is a throne room filled with gold and lilies there's an mm. evil queen lady drinking tea on her throne and my note just says oh my god there's so much happening what is this waltz why is there so much stone eruption what is the sand maze 
Is this I, the first time we should start like actually walking through the mechanics a little bit? Absolutely not. You got turned into a frog a couple times though. That was very funny. We do get transported to this weird shifting sand maze, yeah, the and then we have sand. to like yeah. yeah. That's a very good. I mean, that's just how they did tile puzzles back in the day on those SNES games. So we and just get is, to do one. This is the first time we did this fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> the following quest is the quest avoid at all costs which i think the first time that we didn't do because we queued for the previous fight a second time i just said we're not worrying about that (laughs) why would you make them worry about that you monster anyway our next enemy is a great evil tree that takes the form of a dark wizard i was like (laughs) what final fantasy 5 is wild (laughs) (laughs) i I should also i should play that you should it's a fucking that is that game is ridiculous whatever he has power over the void he sure does we don't know what that means sid has a point here which is like if it wants to find the strongest there is why does it keep picking monsters from stories that lose well yeah um interesting point we have a little bigs update here he says hey the stasis controls are engaged on our end so it clearly isn't working but we'll try and fix it but it could take a while Mm. okay thank you meanwhile we'd fight this big blue armored guy um X-Death fight. Uh, he has a big void in the back. Uh, his fire, ice, and lightning mechanics change based on whether or not he's like pulling from the void. Um, and then at the end, he summons a big tree that does a little bleh, barf attack with tree branch tentacles that you got to dodge and stuff. And he knocks you off, tries to knock you off the platform. Uh, fun fight. Just a bunch of different... You just got to get through it. Um, and of course, throughout these, the boss, the battle music is like pulled and inspired from the previous final fantasy game so this is just a big little nostalgia trip that's cool they kind of cheekily say that these are from tales from other astral eras or calamities or whatever and i'm like oh that's nice which i'm sure someone out there has like compiled that into some comprehensive timeline we'll see we'll see about that um at the end of that um we snap back to reality and we wait uh, wait the results of the other areas so we get to take a little break nero is pretty suspicious um just, yeah have how smoothly it's all going yeah. of just this whole thing midgar summer is like nothing midgar summer is like nothing there's no subterfuge going on here omega is pretty straightforward Omega's it's telling you the incapa- truth incapable of like <laughs> literally incapable of lying <laughs> but midgar summer is himself a bit suspicious of alpha he's like you know are you are you going to be the source of their triumph or are you bait to just lure them into the abyss and alpha Sorry, and Alpha, Alpha just kind of cutely shrugs. Is that, He's like, oh, well, me? Well, couldn't be me. Cheap, cheap. Quack, quack, quack. That's and then the monitor looks at us and is like, huh. They, they respond unexpectedly under stress. That's weird. How to subject them to stress. Death of a comrade. Kale friends. <laughs> so that's like, that's not Christ. Correct. Fine. A little ominous. Um, the anomaly is the follow-up tier quest where we start... Um, we meet back up at uh, Ralgar's Reach with Jesse. The description here says that Sid has reached a Malmstone, which I think is supposed to be the Aerosine version of a Milestone, milestone yes. which is great. Yes. Miffed with Sid. She's a little miffed, but she uh, ends up being quite enchanted by Alpha because who isn't and wants to market his appearance and... Immediately like license him out for dolls. Yes, absolutely. Uh, good idea. Biggs and Wedge, however, not back yet, which is weird. Let's go to Cartno. Yeah, so to do this... Oh my God! We have to go back to Gridania to get the Excelsior from yeah. the airship yeah. to go to the Cartno Flats I to get to the that. control room. Yeah, it was annoying. Oh well, 
It's just how you get to Cartno these days. And we get inside and Biggs and Wedge are unconscious inside when there's some kind of weird beast dead next on the floor. Man, Omega wasted zero time. Yeah, they're not. They're, there's a random Catobolpus there. <laughs> a little, little Greek, Greek mythology uh, figure just hanging out. Well, it was dead. I, I don't know how they killed him and then passed out, I guess. Omega seems to have summoned this creature out of thin air. From and it's anywhere. taunting us from the monitor. He just wanted us to feel a little stressed. He's like, good. Be stressed. And it's we're like, kind of like, like, what the hell? It's like the anti, anti-massage therapist. <laughs> there you go. That was the alternate version of the opening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyway, like, and this is where it begins really taunting us. Yeah. And he's just like, going, yeah, I could do that to the rest of the world if you wanted to. So we should come back and do these experiments and stop with this stasis nonsense. I could insta get a massacre at any time and you'd be powerless to prevent it. And apparently, like, this is where we start to get the theme, but it's developing a fascination with heroes those who overcome impossible odds you know and like those who do so too frequently to be a statistical fluke and this is where i'm gonna first Mm. it's uh this is there is a shape to this story Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff that we learn about omega that i think that if they had executed on it a bit more in depth could have actually like elevated it to the level of the alexander stuff in terms okay. of like the actual story yeah. and i think they missed just a little bit i think this is the first chance where like the fascination that omega has with heroism and with those who manage to overcome impossible odds hmm. that sort of that makes sense with some stuff that we learn later but it's not laid out super strongly and i guess i'm just going to put a pin in that for now right his objective is not to just outright kill people. His objective is to achieve perfection. And um, yeah, I guess if he goes too hard at just without the proper data, he's not going to actually be able to replicate. Right. You don't, you want, you want to, you don't, you don't just want it to happen. He wants to be able to replicate study and grow and do these things. So he doesn't quite pull the trigger anywhere like he could, but like he might, he, he just says, if I have to, I will. Well, and I'll, press harder that and also there is a bit of a tension between what omega is driven to do and what we are going to learn a bit about what omega actually wants or what like and that stuff i just i wish it came together in a stronger way i'll 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 say my piece on it later okay yeah interesting interesting point um but if he were to instigate a miracle like i think i think we i mean we could have in theory called this bluff and probably won um, but at the cost of a lot of lives. Yeah. So we wouldn't do that. But if we were to instigate a miracle, if he were to do that before fully understanding the process and how it works, he would just lose and die. So he doesn't <laughs> actually want to do that. And we don't want him to do it either. So we're just going to play along. Um, so I think that, I think this part kind of works, but you do have to think about it a little bit and min- maybe make some inductions, I guess. <laughs> um the engineers are res- uh, that we rescued are resting with the conjurers now once we get back to Gridania. So let's go back and continue the fight to stop strangers in big towns from getting exterminated. That would suck. There's a little bit of Nero Sid here, Nero Sid here stuff also. Mm-hmm. We're like Sid's beating himself up for activating Omega in the first place. And Nero's like, there was no other way to stop Shinryu. Which like, yeah, I guess that's like saying there's no mm-hmm. other way to have the plot happen. But also Nero is giving him a bit more here about like... Um, Oh, like some of their shared background. They studied mm-hmm. under the same guy who was Sid's father, right? Yes. And like, you know, and and, Sid, and Nero is like, look, we are not warriors. We are scientists. All that matters is the science. The old man knew that, but then you became a pacifist. Mm-hmm. Embrace who you are and make the impossible possible. 
You styled yourself a pacifist and started spouting tripe about the proper uses of technology. It was in the wake of your old man's mishap at Basia, I believe. Ouch! <laughs> yep. Um, we... I will say now, as part of this podcast, we will never... There, There is uh, side content that exists in this game that further develops what happened at Basia. It is further down the line, and we will not be covering it <laughs> on Stormbuds. Interesting. Um, because it is part of a relic chain. And we're just not, I'm not going to fucking make you do a relic. Oh, okay. I think that's a terrible... You could do that on your own time, but... I thought there was some like, content you wanted to avoid or something. No, 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 no. no, no. Just the relic chain is it's just... just the, okay. It's just hidden. It's just like part of... I don't know. Like we, there wouldn't be a whole episode about it if we didn't do the whole relic chain. And if you've done it, you know that you don't want to do it unless you... Is it relic chain like one of those like Zelda quests where it's like, this man needs you to bring yeah, him an egg yeah, before he gives you an Goron alarm sword, clock? Big Goron sword kind of deal, but much grindier. It's uh, yeah okay I don't want to do that yeah we're not we don't have the space for that um, there's one other thing that we're gonna have to skip out but I'm not gonna say what that is yet <laughs> return to the rift that's the quest name yes return to the rift oh man I gotta stop. I'm gonna okay, get, I'm gonna going, get content ID'd. We're going back to the rift. because my cover of Return to the Mac was too good. I couldn't tell the difference. I thought you hit play on. I thought you were playing the other thing. <laughs> anyway, but as we're headed back, Jess, you made Alpha a uniform. It, it's the blue and white, just like the iron, other iron workists. My heart. Okay, he's a little bird in a little shirt. It's really cute. Nero's like, get on with it. Okay, mm. back into the void, and. It, we we jump back in and Omega immediately shows us images of Biggs and Wedge again and is like, look at these. Feel distress. Please feel distress now. And it says like it says it must acquire the ability to overcome impossible odds. Midgar Summer is like, Foolish machine, have you learned nothing from our war from what befell your own star? And it's like, okay, okay, hinting at cool stuff going on here with like shared history and other worlds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, fewer eggs. Mm, fewer, okay. fewer eggs. Yes, fewer eggs. The eggs are being shut down. Okay, I will briefly say as we're going through the duty for this one, this is where we first get Nero's henshin transformation, yes. where he gets his power suit and his big hair. Pretty neat. It's pretty. Neat. I assume we've not seen the last of that. Mm, probably not. I don't remember. We'll see. Okay. Oh, and also, Sid wants to know about these cards that Alpha has that Alpha's been using to like disable terminals and stuff. It's like Alpha's combat power is that he can like play cards like 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 kingdom hearts train of memory style he's just got all these little mm-hmm. cards he's throwing out with different effects they're all like weird <laughs> yes so they're, they're not just like it's like with salt water <laughs> yeah they're, they're like salt water just, is fun. We'll, we'll like, get to it. Another another bit we could have done is just like Alpha's cards, like Alpha's deck of sh- sh- shitty, slightly inconvenient tarot. <laughs> like getting a tarot reading from Alpha. Oh, this one gives me a a small like, model of a tower, eight oh, inches tall. Okay, great. Like ah oh, man, like this is the card of that bus got there. That got bus got to your stop too early, and you missed it. <laughs> Shit, that's really good, actually. <laughs> Fuck no! <laughs> Do we need to re-record? No, no, of course not. We're not doing that. Our our bet rules. Okay, okay, our bet's good, but the card one's also good. Imagine it in your head. Yeah, audience. imagining it. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Alf, uh, and like Sorry. the terminal's back and it's like taunting us for being weak and saying like especially Midgar Summer seems very weak and Midgar mm-hmm. Summer in return it's like what do you expect I gave up all my strength to save this star and gave myself unto Hydaelyn I'm not the dragon I used to be yeah so he did offer myself off my life abiding then form what do you say abiding thenceforth in spectral form a servant to be summoned by in her hour of need um and what's coming into shape here is that Omega chased Midgar somewhere to this world, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yes. By thee and thine was my home laid waste. The sound of thee of thy very scent visiteth upon me a tempest of rage. Um, yeah, he's like, because I hate you. That's why I'm helping these people. And we also get, I mean, we get a hint of that, that bargain as well, right? Um, kind of like, please protect my children. <laughs> basically <laughs> yes from these people and and that she did i don't know how she did it but she must have fucking captured and and in earthed omega or whatever has so, works in mysterious ways yeah we'll see we'll see if that comes into play or not whatever into the next egg yes no slowing down no so, slowing down so i, I no knew, breaks i knew that this was final fantasy 6 stuff because yeah. i saw like the kafka mask yes i gotta be honest i did not <laughs> the predict first fight. the first boss we, we i did not predict we would go in and it's the goddamn train the train we fight the phantom train oh my god it's classic we're just on the back of a different train yeah, with this evil okay. train behind us some ramming into us with ghosts and shit you get flashing knocked, headlights at us you gotta yeah you gotta like beat the ghosts and then like jump climb up on, on top, top of the train hit the chimney hit the evil chimney go into one of the train cars and fight a ghost and come back out very good. Very good fight. Um, at the end of that encounter, there's a brief cutscene where two people, where a woman and a child show up and thank us for Doma, which is interesting and weird. But also, uh, if you remember all the, the times we talked about Doma and how often I referenced the fact that Final Fantasy VI's Doma also got blowed up <laughs> and fucked over. <laughs> it's basically just that. Yeah, Doma's like, like a stand-in for... They're kind of D- like... There's a lot of Domas across the universe. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, also, one minor thing that cracked me up here, in the cutscene with the ghosts, behind your character, like, in the cutscene, is the little, like, ethereal cone you use to exit from the fight, mm. which to me is like, oh, every other time we go into a dungeon or, like, fight a primal or something, does that also mean there. that the ethereal exit cone also that's is how they, That's how everyone else gets out. It's like, yeah, that door is just there. Yeah, we just we, you get to the end of a dungeon and then an ethereal exit cone shows up. Hell yeah. Perfect. Well, I can't imagine life without exi- ethereal exit cones. We, we get out, and I think it's like, I think Nero's comment, he's, he's like, he's not sure what to make of that, but he's like, if, if that was fictional, it's safe to say that the author had an experience with a train. It's like, okay. <laughs> a bad time. <laughs> a real real bad Amtrak to uh, to Indianapolis there. Woof. Um, the... Uh, un- Shout out to any listeners in Indianapolis. It's not your fault. That your the, city's the, good. Yeah, the city's fine. There's just the train there, apparently. I don't know. I made it up. Looking into the next fight, we see in the quest, Unfinished Masterpiece. Um, looking and we see Chadernook. Chadernook. Some fiend that has taken up space within a painting. And Nero's like, here, have this cool paintbrush. <laughs> so, yeah, just I found you, this paintbrush. It's a chocolate brush used to paint pictures. It's an ether pa- It's a fancy paint. Technology. It's just a paintbrush. It, it, I don't know. Nero and said also fight over whose job it was to make the tea kettle, which is pinned in that for later. Yes, absolutely. Well, Al- Alpha goes over and just does it. Alpha just makes just the puts tea. a card on it. He's like, neat. 
we go and we beat Chattanooga uh, in there. We have to paint the things, and then a rock shows up or There's turns like, into a little plane or like. It's like four different paintings on the ground, yeah. each with a different thing on them. And as he does different attacks, we have to go over and like paint the appropriate thing to counter the attack, which is it's a fun fight. It's cute. Um, and once we beat that, um, Biggs and Wedge are back in the uh, back outside the rift. They're probably here against the wills of their physicians, but uh, we assure them we're fine. We're keep going. Um, we're good. You go away. <laughs> go heal. You dorks. Um, and there's also a cutscene here where Nero is enjoying some tea inside the rift. And he's like, oh, this looks chaotic, but I will find the patterns in the... <laughs> and the tea is it's nasty tea and salty because, I don't know, Alpha played the salt water card. <laughs> Because everyone, because of all the salt in the room, I guess I don't know. And then uh, from up above, one of the monitors is watching, and it's like, hmm. To maintain desirable stress levels, I will assault a different party member. And, and then, then he <laughs> turns into Nev Campbell and smashes a TV on Nero's head. It just seems like <laughs> smash him in the face, like this. We, we, from the monitor's perspective, it just zooms down and just appears to thwack Nero in the face. Cut yeah. to black. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then next quest. I won't let you pass. Mm-hmm. We go back into the rift and Nero is like, welcome back. And Sid is like, are you all right? And Nero's like, I'm great. The coffee's just bad. <laughs> great. This coffee is nasty. What did you do, you nasty bird? <laughs> um, uh, he did, rem- like, but yeah, he absolutely does not mention that he got um, smashed by a TV. And we go in and we fight the Guardian. And the Guardian does a bunch of stuff where he like, calls uh for th- some minor of uh, some mini bosses from final fantasy 6 to do all their stuff and then there's and like, like copies attacks and there's stuff. like missiles going around and stuff he goes in the air has an air phase more missiles it's fine um i remember i remember i didn't do this tier because i was like fuck fuck savage i'm not doing it but i remember a lot of people complaining about this fight in savage um if you were there come into our discord and tell us all about it please do <laughs> um also, this is the fight you were you were playing Astrologian and you drew the same card like six times in a row. Oh my god, I drew so many balls. I was like, I'm gonna play Astro. That sounds fun. And I'm like, fuck this job. Why did I draw six balls? Yeah, you didn't lack for mana. Uh, I mean, no, of course I never lack for mana. I'm good at that. That's not the point. I'm just like, man, we don't have that many range DPS. Uh, it's funny. Um, okay, Test World of Ruin is the final quest in this one. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, Nero does not sound very hot. He is coughing, but he's like, go he's also in. He's also much bluer in the face. Much bluer in the face. <laughs> yeah, okay. He might have a concussion. And this is it. This is the Kafka fight, which I had high expectations for, and I got to say, it pretty much delivered. Yeah, like, it's good. Uh, Kafka's big thing is that sometimes his AoE markers are actually the good places to stand in. Whoa. And then there's the big um, Warring Triad statue that he pulls up on the vine. You have to like then do all those mechanics with the statue blowing you around or whatever. Um, it's fun. It's goofy. Fully rendered Kefka fully with all the power Kefka. of Final Fantasy fourteen is unnerving. Well, yeah, and then the Savage fight, he fully evolves into the god. Oh, mode. into the, yeah. the final. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's always like on the end. There's always like the super boss phase, mm. of the last fight. I mean, I did enjoy like the split second kind of like determining if yes. the rules or the inverted yeah, rules are applying. Being like, ah, oh, shit, which region do I get in? Anyway, we beat Kafka, we get outside, and Nero collapses. Instead, rushes to his side, and Nero's like, yeah, I guess I did get attacked, but I couldn't let it affect me because it's my ingenuity that's winning you all these fights. Hmm, it's true. It's true. Thank you so much for your service. And then he says, do what needs to be done. You can't preach freedom through technology and keep yourself bound in chains, which, like, very cryptic. Very, very cryptic way to say 
Hey, you're going to have to deal with that trauma soon. <laughs> also, the implication I think I get here is that, like, I think Nero is just suffering from, like, I shouldn't say just. I believe he is only suffering from, like, blunt force head trauma. Yeah. It's not like he got into a big fight or anything. It's just that the monitor clocked him in the head. Yeah, he's fucking <laughs> trying to stand up. It's a concussion. And he probably, yeah, exactly, he has, like, a concussion. Seriously, go. It's fine. Like, like his whole face is bruised. It's real bad. Mm-hmm. Omega believes also, he pops up, he's like, good job, you did it, you exceeded our limits again, but we believe you're holding back. He wants more data, um, so he decides that, like, they're leaving, they leave out, they do that, but, but before we go, he holds us back and says, hey, I want more data, so I'm going to just put you in this uh, cute DH that is going to kill you in a minute and a half. Um, the giant so cyber eye starts to open. you could just go ahead and exceed your limits again so I can get more data, that would be really cool. Um it keeps not happening. Alpha does a really good job of turning, playing his card that turns him into a frog, and then he jumps at the little, the little, the prison that we're in, the prison prison, and um, it does not break. But but it was very sweet of him to try. Um, however, our good friend Midgard Sorber does once again manifest and says, "God, this Omega thing is such an such a such an idiot, stupid robot." <laughs> doesn't understand how anything works um but he he, he goes uh, full dragon yeah he does full dragon he does with the the remainder of his strength kind of i guess summons a spectral form of himself inside the interdimensional rift that's weird i don't know how the physics of it i don't really care because a giant dragon head appears from just like stage left i guess is how you'd call it <laughs> yeah spatial stage left and just chomps the prison and he um uh, returns to the seat of slumber, but not before saying, heed me. I'm going to be reading some t- quest text. Get ready. Heed me, empty vessel, thine all-too-clumsy effort to draw out that which, by thine own mission, defieth thine understanding, is the fiery height of folly. Temper thy desire. <laughs> He's Californian now. Temper thy desire. Trust, <laughs> trust to the results of thine experiments. And when th- I wish I'd thought of this sooner. And when thou hast witnessed these mortals in the fullness of their glory, then mayest thou determine if the prize thou seekest is thine for the taking. You're doing like Alex Winter as like Theodore Logan. I could Logan. have been doing that for an entire expansion of, of gaffes. Oh, well, I thought of it now. Um, basically, listen, hey, your, your methodology's fine. <laughs> Just keep can... doing the tests. Okay, anyway, we get back to Ralgar's Reach. Nero's getting mm-hmm. medical attention. Midgar Summer is recovering. Like, our party's dwindling. This is less and less people are around. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty dire. Sid ended up um, smuggling some research notes in the beginning of the next quest. In the beginning, there was chaos, um, particularly about the Bosia incident. Uh, during which his father ended up destroying an entire city trying to harness the powers of Dalamud. If you do not remember, Dalamud is the red moon that contained the primal Bahamut that caused the entire thing to explode. And that's, by thing, I mean planet. <laughs> that's actually, that's, that's very Broadway. That really... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Liza Minnelli tries to summarize Final Fantasy XIV: <laughs> Realm Reborn. We're just we're we're coming with too many good bits. We got to We got to shave some of these. Can't burn them all in one episode. Was it a was it a calamity? Oh, maybe a fossil will do it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Oh, we're gonna be late to the we're gonna be late to the Moonfire Fair. Oh, but what about the Garleans? What about the Garleans? I'm gonna move on. I, I I I'm really torn. I we should, but also I don't want you to. Okay. Oh my god! The, the, the whole Red Moon experiment went bad. The town got vaporized. They decided to leave the Empire because fuck you, Dad. Yeah. And then, um, but now he needs the data from that for the fight with Omega. Yeah. But he's like, okay, I'm here. You know, let's do it. Um, Jesse, I left a half finished device in the lab. Just you know, go back and finish it. And she's like, okay, <laughs> neat. Okay, we get back inside and some one one egg left. Okay. Yes, there are. So no, it's just like real life. No eggs. No eggs anywhere. They're getting way too expensive. Omega comes in and informs us that first we'll be facing the champion of all of the other experiments. The remainder of the um the remainder of the Psy group who uh is hitherto known as Chaos. 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 Omega tells us that Alpha no longer can transfer any authority, thus he does not need to be here. And we're like, um, excuse me, Alpha is really cute, we want him here, and he helps us. He is our friend and our partner. And a member of our Ironworks crew. We, uh, yeah, and he's like, that's stupid. Alpha's just bait. <laughs> yeah. Why is, like, he, why is he your friend? Can't believe you figure out he's bait. Yeah, like, he, this is where we get a bit of backstory. He's like, look, mm-hmm. he spent many failed attempts trying to make Alpha a powerful combatant in his own right before finally giving up and being like, okay, well, whatever. You're not going to be ever strong. Yeah, so just, a bunch of golden chocobo feathers rain in as kind of like mementos of all the fallen Alphas. <laughs> And Sid is pissed off about this. And he's like, look, like your whole matter manipulation powers, they weren't meant for creating life originally, were they? And Omega's like, that's irrelevant. It was for self-improvement. And Sid responds like, no, all your creations keep losing because they lack conviction. They don't have any kind of interior soul or any drive. We will never lose because we're fighting these automatons that you keep throwing at us. And then Omega's like, whatever. And then we have to go fight. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) We have to go fight chaos. (laughs) We do. We get to go kill Chaos. Oh, that Jack just, never did. There's so much happening. In the fight. I died like four times. Oh yeah, Chaos. Uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty tricky. So he does um, kind of. He has like two different blocks of phases that he can like either do the Earth phase first or the Water phase first. It's like the. It's like water and fire, or Earth and wind. I don't know. He clumps two of those two together and then does the first two in the first half and the second two in the second half. I don't want to fully explain all the mechanics, but needless to say, we were tossed and he uh, tossed and blown around off the platforms and landslid into death and explosions. But we killed it in one. Yeah, we did get it in one. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of that, Omega is like, "You did Error. it. You killed chaos. But what now, is wrong? Is it mu- correct? You must become chaos. <laughs> must try in a logical angle. Let's fight. Yes. For, no. No. Or, no. Not no, yet. No, no. Not yet. No. You're right. No. 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 Sorry, I overheated. Um, Midgard, <laughs> what he does, he takes us to kind of a grayish green rock in some grayish green cloudy pointy space. That's Some weird. other world. Mm-hmm. It's a memory of a distant star, one that uh, turns out had a lot of dragons, one of which uh, is big and fiery and named Midgard's Armor. Here is Midgard's Armor. It I is prime. I have created Midgard's Armor for you to fight. Yes. Somewhere like and you will fight you know? now. And Sid's so like, excuse me, my champion needs time to rest. Your data will suck. <laughs> and he's like, fine. Whatever. <laughs> and then we get out and Sid has vanished. And he's like, what? No, I'm right here. And it turns out that Alpha played a card in him that made him invisible. That one's pretty sweet. 
This stupid. Your cards are. Why do your, all your cards make water weird? <laughs> okay. And so we get back out and like fire what's his main is the next quest. And Sid is like, um, I don't have any data on this fight. So I'm going to focus on the final fight with Omega itself. You guys figure out the Midgar summer stuff. Yes. The, now we jump in. Mm-hmm. We jump back in after sufficient rest, and um, Midgard Summer um, is a fight that I don't, I don't want to spend too much time talking about because we spent all that time fighting it because we wiped like three times because his tells just aren't they're not big blobs on the ground. You have to actually. De- kind of deduce what's but happening they're so obvious they're pretty like, he, obvious <laughs> he spins horizontally twice for one attack he spins vertically twice like for text another in the attack. middle of the screen that's saying he's drawing an ether like, like it, you, you can get hit by one of them and be like oh, okay i guess i won't be hit by that again if he does the horizontal spin he fall by the vertical spin he get in the corners or, or right. no you just get in the middle in and the then middle you're right two verticals middle. you get in the corners and then there's whatever this fight and should then, not have been this hard and then there's i'm sorry guys and stuff it, well, thank you for helping us out we got there in the end um listen we all have bad days we all make the same mistakes several times in a row on one particular thing and some of that some of those things happen to be video games you know those people have real jobs and real lives and i'm sure they do their 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 function perfectly well if 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 you ever hear us making fun of you on this podcast believe me jerome makes fun of me constantly while I, we're actually oh playing my god i was absolutely razzing the fuck out of him in the chaos <laughs> <laughs> I had five Volnup stacks. <laughs> he wasn't a tank. Were you a tank? You were a tank, right? right. For chaos, yeah. Yeah, you were. Anyway. Thank God. Okay, I was like, just going as a tank. <laughs> anyway, we finally beat Midgar Summer Prime, and then outside, Sid's like, huh, he acts and looks a lot like Shinryu. I guess we, I guess Shinryu and all other dragons are just based on Midgar Summer? Okay, Why wouldn't they be? I don't know. It's only, and all the, all the dragons are his kids. They all look like him. He's father of dragons. Okay. Anyway. In the end, there is Omega. Next quest. The Great Cyber Eye starts closing. Well, there's one thing we do. Oh, how the tables have turned. You've missed a detail. Ah! Yes! Sid reassures us he knows where Omega's weakness lies, and his hands then begin to tremble in this cutscene. Oh, you're right. Yes. Alpha Alpha begins to also show more signs of despondency, and he shits out all his tricks. (laughs) And Sid's like, actually, we could save this this kind of like growing mini card and like... You never know when you're going to be useful, right? Just like keep being here, keep making the water, do the things I can't do. I'm like, I'm terrible at this, and you're doing a great job. Thank you so much for your help. And here, I made you a little potion of the invisibility water, and I'm sure you'll see if we can't make some use out of it. It's a really sweet moment, and I absolutely want to touch on that. Um, but yes, we have um, we have a little bit of moment of Pete, uh, what of Sid reconciling with sort of his post post stress post traumatic stress disorder PTSD. I wanted to say it sound and sound nice, but PTSD with his the Bosia incident, and he was like, oh, uh, uh. so there's actually a sort of physical manifestation of it, which is accurate. Uh, now we are in, in the end, there is Omega. Jesse has that device that we mentioned ready. It looks like a fancy tea kettle or maybe a bomb of sorts. I don't know. It could be either. It's a, it's a fat cylinder, mm-hmm. smaller than a bread box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sid starts to shake a little bit more, and Nero is seemingly recovered as he walks out, out in civilian clothes. He deduces that, um, ooh, you made the same thing that your your dad made that blew up that town, didn't you? <laughs> and he and says, like, yeah, it was, it, this sucks, but it was the right tool for the job. Because he's like, cause Nero's like, oh, yeah, there was that. He goes, like, you, you need to make something that does a big surge of lightning. 
No, so, so this <laughs> right? is, I found this very funny. Yeah. So th- they say specifically it's weak to electricity, which mm-hmm. is the first time I think I've seen the word electricity used in this game. Maybe. And like, is like electricity different from like lightning aspected ether? Because like the idea that Omega would be resistant to lightning magic, but weak to physics is very funny. Yeah, like, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> but if you, re- I mean, yeah, if you don't remember the, the um, cut scene, the fight cutscene between Shinryu and Omega. Only one of Shinryu's attacks connected with Omega, and it was the lightning bolt. Yes, you're oh, you're correct. Yes, mm-hmm. it was just like that sudden lightning bolt when Omega reeled back well, and it, then caught back up. Because it's like a computer robot, like it's yeah. overloaded. It gets like its circuits get fried, and it was like instant. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, and that too. Mm-hmm. It was like oh Jesus, <laughs> Shinryu should have just kept doing that. <laughs> I don't know why. It would, oh, whatever. Um, it was a dumb, stupid dragon dumb, summoned by a dumb, stupid Ilbert who's dumb and stupid. And dead now, right? Very, oh, unbelievably unbe- dead. I, I, would never, I never put it past this game. But that guy could show up as like a primal in like three expansions. I guess. Moving right along. I mean, um, Sid does give a bit of a speech here where he's talking mm. about like, you know, he was constantly fighting in a world designed to oppress him and all his intentions failed. And he, he speaks, it's, yeah. it gives us more about him. And like he's like, now I care about the world. And like it, I put everything into this one invention because it all matters to me. And yeah. Nero was like, "I just do not get you, man." It flashes off to it flashes back to the previous raid tears uh, with Grahas and Mide's sacrifices. Oh yeah, fresh in his mind. And Nero just kind of shrugs the emotions off. He's like, "Whatever, I just want science." <laughs> okay, cool, great. You sociopath. Um, before we head in, Sid ends up uh, to back to the rift. Sid grants us what he calls the Omega Jammer which is for us to be able to jam to Omega. And we'll jam, all right, to guitars and also electricity yeah, and electric guitars. electricity-powered guitars. Cool. Yeah, as Omega, like, the Omega robot formed, like, little spider robot just, like, yes. begins We're, rocketing around it, at, like, uh, maximum uh, speed. Oh, yes. And O11 is the fight uh, where we actually fight the Omega robot that we saw in the cutscene. And uh, the theme, Escape, plays, and everyone was like, oh, this is an instant hit. <laughs> Um, Omega is, uh, fight the, the, the big thing about this fight is he has two mechanics called like starboard and larboard. Yes. <laughs> and he like spins around and he does them. So starboard will do kind of a, a, I would guess 200 degree attack to his right. Yeah. And then, it, a, it, and then a larboard will do it to his left, but he will spin around. You've got a pretty narrow cone, like kind of behind his side to get into. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, you have to pay attention to where he's facing and then where he, where his attack is saying before you get it. There's also some fists. Yeah, the fists, fists just like fly up. at you. Mm-hmm. You have to jam the fists, basically. The middle of the fight, there's, an, uh, there's a level checker ad phase with a donut AoE that you, of course, ran into the middle of. Don't worry, somebody <laughs> somebody just yes, walked off to the outside, too. They weren't even a red mage. They were just like a melee DPS walking off the edge. I was like, okay, well, I guess I wouldn't feel too bad about running in the middle. Um, but yeah, you have to kill that ad and then you have to pump, you have to spam the Omega Jammer button as he powers up his big, like, cutscene attack that he did against Shinryu. And you go in and you spam the Omega Jammer to, to jam the attack before it kills everyone. Uh, pretty, very cool fight. Yeah. And very then satisfying to beat up that creepy spider robot. And then at the end, Omega is Thank like, it, it's like, whatever. I will just close this void and kill you all and what? start over again. Whatever. I didn't, I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> You are all a bunch of losers, and you are never my friends to begin with. 
<laughs> and, and and it does it. It, it. Omega actually collapses the rift, and we're just left in a black void. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and we all start running. We do just run. We ha- we realize that Alpha is being pulled away from us, and we try to run towards him, and it fades to black. And all we hear is his little que. And, and that's then all we see, and then we just fades back to Alpha in Alpha in space. No, and this sequence is actually great. I it's love this. Incredible! It's so good. Like because it's like it's like Alpha basically running across a void that looks like space with galaxies and stars and everything. Yeah. And as Alpha keeps running, what we're getting are all these sort of like, you know, this chatter from like Omega's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's very dreamlike. It's almost like he is dreaming about the time when he pursued Midgard Sormer across the entirety of time and space yes and what's and what we're happening what's happening here is like Omega's like delivering all these status updates that are making it clear. Like, just like, like just like how far out it had to fly, how fast it had to be going. It was like zooming past planets, getting out into space, like literally like crossing the void, crossing the universe effectively in pursuit of its objective, which was to chase down Midgar somewhere. And it, and like, and the weight of like that journey and just how far from its home Omega has had to come to do all of this. Yes. Um, which is weirdly like, it's weirdly sentimental for a robot or a machine but also but but this is the thing right because this is actually and this it all kind of loops together mm. in these these cousins coming up here the implication then becomes that like that part of why omega is also driven to understand what allows beings to overcome impossible odds is because like that is like that is its question right like it, it can't get back home like to to the journey mm. back home would be the the to go home feels so out of reach that it is compelled to try and understand how to do the impossible mm. because what it wants would is impossible. Mm. And that is a really cool thing that I have read between the lines and I think is deliberate, but I wish it had been fleshed out more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think... I, 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 I think that is deliberately in between the lines because... I, f- I feel like that would be really distracting because right now the kind of that, I think that would kind of be distracting from the conflict and also like maybe maybe, maybe not because he doesn't know he hasn't had contact with his home he doesn't even know if it's there yeah it, it, it's more just like it's more just this sort of sense of melancholy over yeah. what we're going to get from Omega in this last section here which is that like uh, Omega seems sad in so much as a Mm-hmm. murderous robot computer can be sad <laughs> that's true yeah um he was just not given the authority to stop his mission and then he was suddenly alone and that was kind of it um alpha uh, alpha <laughs> alpha no no i i was very much very much not part of this question at all out the twins no i yeah i, I kept writing alpha no alpha no. Mm-hmm. no it's just what alpha omega <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Alf and Omega. O U A U D Mega. Anyway, Alpha finally arrives at the final destination platform floating in space, where a silvery orb is hovering, which is like the Omega core. And they're they're arguing. Alpha is really not happy about the fact that we seemingly just got killed in a void collapse. Hmm. And Omega just sees it as like the cost of pursuing its purpose. And then, oh, well, well, we pop back into existence on Alpha's head. Did you did you mention that Omega is just metallic goop? At it, this it, point? It's an orb. It, it's a yeah. goop orb. It's a it's, big it's floating a big, goop it's orb. A big, it's a big. Um, 
Star Trek Changeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, very Star Trek inspired here. Right, so um, the fate, in the Fate of Black, it turns out that Alpha ended up shrinking us down with his cool shrink card and made us invisible with his cool invisibility potion and took us to Omega. Hey, it was useful. He ran all the, all the way. All the way. In cold space. Across with space. On his head, not even knowing if we were actually there because <laughs> we were so small. Um, and then we get there and we say, fuck it, have at thee. <laughs> and Omega's like, I must have answers. And then turns into a big, big silver man with a sword. Yes. He says, I too shall become attractive. <laughs> and then also a big silver lady with a sword who also is wearing heels. I too shall become attractive. <laughs> why, why, why is she wearing heels, guys? Okay. Why wouldn't she? Being, the secret is being sexy. Okay. So this, this fight now, we're fighting, like, we're fighting both the, the male form Omega and the female form Omega at the same time. And we're like, we're a party of eight and we're getting assigned, like, one of them we have to fight and we can't affect the other one, right? So it's like us just constantly sort of like running around trying to make yeah. sure that we're focusing on the correct one. And what else is going on in this fight? Uh, a whole lot. Okay. <laughs> Not stalling for time. The, Why would um, we stall for time? <laughs> what are we going to make this longer? <laughs> I was just really excited to announce that there's a whole lot going on in this fight. There's just like a general thing here is that like when Alf, like the first part, yeah, it transforms between male and female. When it transforms into female, she does a knockback. When she transforms into male, it does like a, a, a close AOE, so you just can't be next to that one. Um, there's just a whole lot of AOEs to dodge. And there's a midsection where, like, the male form, like, puts up a shield and, like, protects the female while she charges up something to some big AOE thing, and we have to fight them both down. And then we fight them both at once, yeah, where, like, one half of the group can only touch touch the man and the other can only touch the woman. It's um, it's a, it's a bina- gender binary lover's dream. <laughs> yes. But also a gender, gender fluid person's dream. Because Omega is the very dif- definition of gender fluid. It's literally fluid. Yeah. Very fluid. <laughs> gender ferrofluid. <laughs> gender ferrofluid. Is that the podcast title? <laughs> no. The podcast title is Alpha and Omega. <laughs> I am the Alpha and Omega. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Now, we'll figure it out. It'll probably be something else. Anyway, we, we, we defeat Omega, and it, re- it regains its back, back into the female form, and actually turns more human-looking, like it has like, skin and yes. stuff now. And collapses down, and it's just like, I have failed. I have been defeated. And Alpha comes this, up and gives her a hug. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. And Omega is getting hugged. And is like, this gesture serves no logical purpose. How did you become like these mortals? And Sid is like, look, we have heart. We have spirit. We have will. You could have learned that by standing alongside us instead of just fighting us this whole time. Yeah, just like, go on a couple coffee dates with us. Okay. okay. And I, actually, okay, so I wasn't making it up. Omega does then say, like, that Omega then regrets that without finding that out, it wasn't strong enough to return home. So I think it did want mm-hmm. to go back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and I th- but I think, like, if that were, like, if he were, if Omega were constantly monologuing about i miss my home it would have been really stupid no i constantly definitely not but even like i don't know like i like that we found out kind of at the end okay like we knew that it wanted to get stronger and like that makes sense to us because we just dealt with xenos but we don't like ultimately does it really matter why no but it's nice it's a nice way to close out a story um with some payoff to it like it makes sense that it just wanted to go back home (laughs) Um, but it doesn't, that didn't have to be the whole 
sort of thing. You're right. No, I, I wouldn't have wanted it to be like too like blatant. It mm-hmm. wouldn't have needed to be like the whole plot was around that concept. But it's it's cute that it's there and it makes sense. And um, there's a whole lot more to cover. Uh, still, yes. Omega says, "I think I understand." It disappears into motes of light, mm-hmm. which is it's a beautiful moment. And we're still in the void, which is not great. Void, not great. We don't know how to get the hell out. Uh, it's because it's about to collapse without Omega sustaining it, or the the rift. Um, but uh, of all of all things to show up, Race Felger. <laughs> Race Felger shows up with Biggs and Wedge on his back. Some, um, I don't know, Alpha, Alpha. Did you get a saxophone? What the hell? <laughs> did you just summon this guy? And so we all jump on Race Felger's back, and we get taken out of the void, and Race Felger um, yeah, drops Bigs us off Wedge. outside the yawn. Biggs and Wedge are just like, there's no time to explain! Like, all right, I guess not. <laughs> and then we're like, why did you rescue us? And Race Felger's like, I only did it because it's the only favor my dad has ever asked of me, and leaves. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is, my dad's like super old, you guys. It's like, fine, I can do this once. Um, yeah, but then he leaves and goes off elsewhere to brood. Ugh, fine grumpy grumpy gus okay peace out okay uh but he does also mention that uh midgard stormer did spend the last of his energy but he just needs to slumber for a little bit but a little bit to a dragon is more than a lifetime for us so we will not so, be seeing him i was gonna say is this last week we see him for yes okay. and i would say that that's pop one of the main reasons why i consider this there's like there's a couple other main reasons that people know, but one of the main reasons I consider this to be sort of like mandatory playing in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen is because like Midgard Stormer at a certain point stops showing up. And like this <laughs> and is the reason said, why. This is yeah, it's like not answered in the MSQ. And it's like fine, I guess it doesn't have to be, but like it's kinda it's it's kind of a it, yeah. This needs to be done, I think, to fully explain that. It needs to be done now before you realize that Midgard Stormer randomly stops showing up. <laughs> <laughs> fills in some gaps yes okay. so the final qu- final quest Second yeah, qu- yeah final, final quest. quest the que under distant skies regrouping with the engineers at Roger's Reach we oh, we we then resolved to head back but um, Biggs and Wedge were really just there to just happened to be there when Race Fredwell showed up and said hop on <laughs> yeah um, the on behind us is empty once again and Alpha stares into it um, for a moment we are unable to communicate with him without Midgard's armor so we just kind of have to wonder what's on his mind um, at Ralgar's Reach, we are treated to a nicely orchestrated version of the Chocobo theme as we kind of conclude tidings here. Yep, um, Sid is just like grateful Omega's, to have Omega's colleagues. creations have vanished along with itself. The threat is resolved. Sid plans to give a detailed report of what has happened to each of the Alliance city-state leaders because transparency is key for maintaining peace. <laughs> and like, no one's going to have the technology to build another one of these, so it's pretty low security. <laughs> like for that, it's like... Yeah, um, just like, in case we maybe need it someday, but um, I don't know. That's good. It's good. Good documentation. Wedge, it, before leaving, asks Alpha if he has any plans. Um, Alpha kind of just like stares outside at the sky. Um, and we're like, oh, you want to go outside? That's cute. So we, we take like a tour of Roger's Reach with him. We give him a little walkies. Mm-hmm. Go on walkies. We end up spying on Sid, who went go, going to check back on Nero, who has uh, seemingly absconded without saying goodbye. And, um, oh, on the bright side, he left a nice little note. It's a bill for services rendered and forgotten goods. Uh, what a prick. <laughs> and, and Sid's reaction is like, find him now? And I'm like, why? He has no way to collect. Like, what, what's he going to do? make you wire him the money he's got connections okay i'm sure he could talk to lolorito 
Okay. Anyway, we, we continue our tour, and Alpha ends up like staring at the road out of town. Al- well, yeah, Alpha finds a cemetery, actually. Oh, cemetery oh, first. And he's yep. sad about death. We pat him on the head and leave. <laughs> yes, you're right. That does happen. <laughs> That's exactly how that goes down. Oh, you're sad about death. Anyway, we run into Biggs and Wedge at the entrance, and Alpha keeps looking up and out at the world. Wedge thus deduces that Alpha, who is sad, wants to go on an adventure. I mean, Wedge has just been, Wedge loves Alpha, so and much. he's like, just so, like, he's like, he's like, look, Alpha's stronger than me, he's braver than me, he should go adventuring, like, you know, I just need to clear it with the chief. Yeah, he'll talk to Sid about giving um, Alpha permission as an Ironworks engineer to go on an adventure. We then cut to a moment where Sid and the engineers officially give Alpha unlimited leave to do personal research. Wedge uh, breaks down into tears, <laughs> and then suddenly a horrible monster shows up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh God, it just creeps up on us. The camera angle is like first person, and it's just like low to the ground going. <laughs> like some kind of spider. Yes. It's a cute little toy Omega. It's a clockwork like, Omega. Mm-hmm. Weirdly manifested the energy to just come up and want to go with Alpha. We can't think about it too hard. Also, I assumed the quest reward for this was going to be the Clockwork Omega. And no, <laughs> that's from the raid. Did you get, did you not get it? Oh, sure, I did get it. You're right. Yeah, you got it. it. Okay. Yep. No, 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 no. You, no, it's diff- It's better than the Clockwork Omega. It's You're the right. Clockwork Alpha. We get the Clockwork Alpha. You're yeah. right. Wedge and Biggs um, built this in their spare time. That's cute of them, I guess. I don't know when they had spare time when the world was ending, but that's nice of them to put their mental health first. Uh, weird that hobbies. it just yeah, it's just weird that it. Anyway, the two. Um, the the suddenly autonomous robot and Alpha uh, head off into the sunset. Um, and we and get a lovely before, Yes, before we before we get that though, out of nowhere we get a Alpha. Alpha turns back to us and get a telepathic transmission from him in a language that suddenly we can understand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, uh, was thank he you. not? Was he just holding that back? He just says, "Oh, thank you for everything," or something like that. Right. I'm off to see the world. I'm off to see the world. Oh, I mean. And, like, we're kind of standing, like, as he goes, we're just kind of being like, uh, what? <laughs> and then Sid looks at us like, did something happen? He's like, yeah, Alpha spoke to me <laughs> suddenly through the echo. He's like, oh, I guess that means that he has a soul now. Okay. He, he picked up a soul somewhere. You know what? Soul magicery and manifestation is a thing in this universe. Um, primals talk to us. Anything talks to us. And you know, like, things like, that get, things that get summoned. Is Alpha no a, uh, Alpha no. God. Damn it. When the sh- when the container is properly shaped metaphysically, then the soul can find refuge. You Alpha's know? a primal. Has- yeah, the, the, or that. <laughs> Coming back uh. to Alpha Extreme. <laughs> just like You're very musically inclined tonight. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> You're in a good mood. Oh, well, maybe that's why he suddenly wants to travel and see the world. Yeah, it is, it is, we get this lovely sequence. So he does. He get this. Now it's the lovely sequence. Running across the desert, Nero running across them. He's or Nero kind of appearing or just seeing that. And like, oh, that's cute. And then, like you know, it's like it's like them like wandering through caverns, fleeing oh, yeah. from fearsome beasts, getting chased out by a giant plant gigas, <laughs> following <laughs> mysterious lights. Yes, uh, just two best friends enjoying their best friend adventures. Yeah, just trekking off into the distance. It's a little like foot and a half tall chocobo and this eight inch tall robot. I got totally choked up. <laughs> it's, it's really good music. Too. It's, it's, really it's a sweet, silent yeah. sequence with just the music, and you're just watching them kind of like you know have the little adventures together, and then we we get a fin. 
which is like is it normal to have like the the actual like little like ending card like that i'm not sure i don't know it's nice it's a cute little bow on it yeah that's the end of that story that's the end of that story and that's gonna do it for our recap portion of the episode it is at this time i would like to direct your attention to the charlian forum um the question i did have prepared that listen y'all listen y'all this was a this was, this was an easy one, but it's okay. That's okay. You could still talk to us in the Discord. We're going to do it every week. I did it. What are some of your favorite Final Fantasy boss battles from across the entire franchise, and what would you like to see replicated in Final Fantasy XIV? Um, you've only played six. Well, um, of the Final Fantasy games? Yes. No, uh, no, no. What else have you played? I've played one. I've actually played all of one. You played one? I played one, yeah. I, I beat I beat the Game Boy Advance version of one when I was okay. like 12. Okay. Which like... Cool. That's, that one's not easy. <laughs> no, it's pretty hard. That's pretty hard. Um, No, I, I beat one. I've beaten three. I've played most of four and I've beaten six. Okay. Um, what do you remember most? Was some of the... Apart from, I mean, we did. I mean, train. like obviously, for, like the obvious ones, like you know, like like this, like the train and stuff from like six and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, well, and like chaos from once for all. Like a lot of the iconic fights yeah, got yeah, yeah. used up in this. Um, uh, here, you go while I look up some Final Fantasy three bosses. For me, I would say, I mean, Ozma's really good. Um, I really liked. Let's see, they've done. I mean, they've done a lot. This is a tricky one because, like, what haven't they done, right? Um, and I didn't think. I mean, I didn't really think too hard about it. I just kind of wanted to pose the question. It would definitely have to be something from eight. I think. I feel like eight is a little, still a little underserved, even though it's not the best. That's a good poll. It, yeah. Game. I would like to see something along the lines. Well, there is. There is sort of some stuff from eight. Um, let me really hold on. we could cut this out. I think I didn't. I could have thought about this. Goldor from three, the giant gold goblin. <laughs> that might be fun. Hecaton share from Final Fantasy three. Like okay, oh. yep. Oh well, yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. did Hecaton. There's a Hecaton share sure? in uh, the Copper Bell Mines. Uh, oh shit. That's oh yeah, those are the giants. Okay. Oh, I know what I want. I had an answer ready for this. Fucking Seymour. Oh, I yeah. want Seymour. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Fucking with his fucking spiky hair. Oh my god. Well, yeah. Uh, don't, don't they all? But I. Oh man. Wait. Is, this, is there Seymour in eight? No. No. I meant ten. I, that's no, what I was gonna like, say I was thinking eight, Seymour but like, from no, ten. No, I was like thinking like what was probably eight. Like there's probably but like really actually I would like to see Seymour. What about like whale ghost dad from ten? He's not a boss fight exactly. Sin? Yes, no. Sin, but just <laughs> no, no, not quite. That'd be cool. I mean, what is sin if not a primal? <laughs> yeah, we you could know, you're easily right. see sin in the future. I think that's a good. I think that's a good one. I think that's a really good one. Actually, I think that's actually very likely to happen. Now that I think about it. like sin is a summoned being of. With like pray, summoned by prayer, <laughs> like that whole thing is pretty much Nomura Final Fantasy X in in a nutshell. Um, that's gonna I, okay. So that's my answer for sure. Those Seymour is your answer. Sin, sin or Goldor? Just because Goldor like, mostly because I want the Gold Mansion dungeon more than I care about the actual fight. That'd be sweet, actually. Yeah, the gold that'd be fun. Good pull, good pull. Well, that's a fun Charlian forum. Uh, good, good trip to the forum for the both of us, and the um, and you can of course participate in the Discord. All right, last plug for that. 
<laughs> um, now is the part where we go to the uh, market board because it's been a day and our retainers are back from their ventures. The opening to this bit is different every week. Take us away. Pay our bills. All right. Well, this week we are sponsored by Drip Drop. Uh, Drip Drop is a brand new clothing and fashion delivery service. They send you a box of curated, you know, uh, fashion accessories and items in the mail. Only the entire thing is uh, powered by a new intelligent recommendation system running on the Hat GPT platform. So, you know, far from doing a invasive personal data scrape in order to build up a taste profile, the new robust system just asks you questions in a conversational manner and then determines the best items from their catalog of 300,000 pieces of clothing. Wow. Uh, yeah, it determined after my interview that my profile is um, classical with a bit of an edge, down to earth but intellectual, and that I care about self-expression but I'm not flashy about it. So um, they actually, they, they did send me a box of stuff to open as part of the ad here. Oh, wonderful. We're, yeah, we're going to see what we got here. We're going to, um, oh, it looks like a, a fuchsia puffer vest. That, that, that color is, that's really bold, isn't it? It's something. Yeah, and, and it looks like a, a newsboy cap. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, yeah. The, it, I think these slacks are made of merino wool. Okay. Which, oh, and... At the bottom of the box, there's a, a stuffed frog. Wow. I No, it's not like a plush. I think this is taxidermied. I, I don't, oh. Well. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite see the vision here, but I, I got to give this outfit a try, you know, because I think the AI sees something that I don't. Absolutely. Wow. So that was that was drip drop? That was drip drop, yes. Wonderful. Wow. I, to, can't, I, would, I can't wait to find out what my style profile is. Yeah, go to drip-drop.com uh, slash stormbuds and enter the promo code stormbuds. Drip-dot-dot-com? Drip Drip-m-drop. They couldn't get drip-drop.com. Drip-dot-dot-drip-dash-drop.com. Drip-dash-dot-dot-dot-drip-dot-com. Slash um, drip. Enter promo code Stormbuds and get a complimentary box. Uh, okay. Uh, I can't. Um, drip. That's that's drip dash drop dot com slash slash com com. That's gonna do it for this episode of Stormbuds. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, to our quarter centennial episode 25th i guess yeah. 25th episode i don't know so the, where uh, this is um such a fun journey uh the next episode we are going to plot twist cover an episode i completely forgot about until the middle of this week and i was like oh we are oh, not doing a 3.4.4 and 4.5 <laughs> okay we're not doing those we are doing drum roll please don't actually do it. No, fuck. I'm not dead. <laughs> We're going to be doing the Alliance Raids. Mm, okay. The Alliance Raids titled Return to Ivalice. Return to Ivalice. Okay. You're 12 right there. We're right in it. All We're right. Like, man, I want to see more 12 references. Next episode. We're into Ivalice. Okay. We are definitely getting uh, plenty of those. Yes. it's. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. And I will say that this omega content kind of put a cap on it this was one of the first ones where i was like really excited to do for myself <laughs> not so much excited to see like how you'd react i'm like i just I, this one i just want to do the omega stuff or the yes the mm-hmm. omega stuff yeah and 
Um, yeah, it's, it's been a thoroughly enjoyable revisit. Um, if you haven't revisited the Omega Quest um, after having played Endwalker, do it. Um, because it's great. It's very rewarding. A very rewarding revisit. Um, that's again going to do it though. Um, you can find us, our social medias are in the link pop in the description of the episode. Uh, um, below, I don't know, I want to say below. This isn't YouTube. Some, someday, someday we'll do, we'll do a video. In the info panel of your podcast. In the info panel of your podcast. Thank you. Um, and we will uh, see you again in two weeks when we cover the return to Ivalice raids. But until then, born from buns, storm of buns. We are the st- that's Blue's Clues. We're the Storm Buds, baby. <laughs> you know, Trip Drop's actually a good name for a real clothing service. Drip, I should like drip, see if that's registered. Drip, dap, dap, drip. I, I, I'm going to go to GoDaddy and check. Go, go drip, de, dap, dap, come. We're done. You have the script open? Yep. Uh, we'll check the levels and the position of the microphone. The microphone. You know, it's only a microphone if it comes from the micro region <laughs> <Shut> of France. <laughs>